Welcome to the Principal's Office Podcast, where we believe that the principal's job is the most interrupted job on the planet, and creating a clear and cohesive plan is the best way to improve your school. I'm your host, Dr. Tom Miller. I'm the founder of Leaders Building Leaders, and it's my goal each week to introduce you to new strategies and initiatives that are improving schools across the country. You're going to learn leadership principles that are going to help you accelerate your growth, build your teams, and execute on those goals so you can exceed those expectations of the communities that you aim to serve. If you want to learn more about what we do, you can go to our website at lbleaders.com. But for right now, enjoy this episode. Thanks for listening. I'm Dr. Tom Miller, and I just want to thank you for spending a couple moments with me to talk about something that's critically, critically important, especially this time of the school year. So if you're watching this when it was first published, you're either in your teacher work days or you're about to do your teacher work days, or maybe you're in the first days of school. And so one of the things that I want to talk about is, is, is just this critical, critical uh, action step that leaders can take especially when it comes um, down to the word accountability, okay? Accountability. Now, this word is a dirty word to many. Dirty word accountability. (laughs) So I want you to think of the word of accountability is that I can count on you, okay? It's someone's ability to count on their teammates, on those around them to perform the job that they were hired to do to the best of their ability right? Everybody's at different levels. And so when it comes to accountability, I want you to try a new strategy. This strategy is simply encouragement. Encouragement, right? Now, if you desire your people to grow, they need to be nurtured. Now, some, uh, someone needs to speak that possibility into them. And here's what I mean. I remember when I was uh, a first or second year principal, I think it was a second year principal, and I had completely uh, revamped my whole team, especially our math team. And we were a school that had extremely high expectations. Uh, We worked by the three M's, right? Motivation, management, and mastery. And um, if you weren't getting mastery, right, you had to go back to the first two, motivation and management. So we have really high expectations for our students, but also high expectations uh, for our, uh, you know, for our teachers uh, to help them get there. And I remember I hired this really talented, brand new math teacher. And, uh, you know, you could just tell, and we use Saxon's math, you know, a program. So pretty much everything was scripted at our school. You had to follow the process. And they were very, very excited being a brand new teacher to be able to have this kind of luxury, right? Your plans and everything's mapped out. You know, Saxon kind of takes you through the entire program. It's really about just being a really good motivational um, and, you know, a, a motivational a speaker almost in a sense to your children, you know, to your students, but also being able to manage them, right? Lead them, lead them through the process and manage, you know, the process that, you know, Saxon had. And this woman, she was fantastic. She was so full of energy. Uh, she had great ideas. And she was just a positive a person to be around. But you could tell 30 to 45 days into the work, a lot of that had you know, gone away. Now, you know, that was 
I was a young uh, principal, uh, you know, at the time, just young and experienced, and I wasn't, let's be honest, I wasn't really sure what I was doing. <laughs> but I knew that I had hired her based upon her ability to just inspire others. She was inspiring to be around. And I recall, you know, talking to her when she was telling me that she was having a hard time with Saxon and the program and leading students and managing it all, right, all the different processes. I said to her, I said, you know, I come in your classroom pretty much every day, right? She said, yeah. I said, you know, can I tell you why I hired you? <laughs> and she said, well, yeah, of, of course, I'd really like to know. I said, it's because during the interview process, you specifically talked about how you identified the motivating factors in your students. And then you utilize those motivational you know, factors in your daily teaching. But what I have found is that since you've been here, you know, I haven't seen a lot of that work. You know, I haven't seen you taking the time to do that. And she looked at me and she said, that's why you hired me? I was like, yeah, that's why I hired you. I, I mean, I, I thought you were unique, right? I mean, anybody can, you know, talk a good game in terms of math. I said, but I'm, but I'm looking for someone who's, who's different, right? Someone who, who is willing to connect with adolescents, right? It was a middle school and it, it's hard. Middle school's hard, everybody. <laughs> Shout out to middle school teachers and school leaders out there. And so, you know, we just talked about a plan. I said, hey, I'm here to support you. We can look at the Saxon program. We can certainly identify what are some of the challenges that you might be having. We can help you, equip you, you know, model you know, for you. I said, but I said, ultimately, you can do this. I believe in you. I, mean, I wouldn't have hired you if I didn't believe in you. So borrow my belief, right? If you're having a hard time with it, I believe you can do it. And it... It was fascinating, you know, to watch her grow, right? Kind of in that moment, you kind of saw her stand, you know, sit up and, you know, she was, she was a very tall, well, she was taller than me. I'm only five, six. So she was very tall to me. You could just see her kind of, you know, get up and over the next couple of days. You just saw her carry herself on campus differently. You saw it in everything she did, how she communicated to people, how she communicated to kids, how she prepared for a lesson, how she did her lesson. And she started to use those motivational strategies that she brought from when she learned, you know, student teaching and in her, you know, college programs. It was huge for me to understand, right? I mean, this is what this is all about. So in terms of accountability, like shift your strategy. Don't, don't give them a, uh, a check mark. You got to do these things. Remind them of why they're here, right? Remind them of what their, what their skills and talents are. People need to know that you believe in them. Right? That's why they were hired. You know, people need to have hope restored in them at times, right? Especially, I mean, those new, um, you know, teachers. And also, you know, people cannot feel, or I'm sorry, people cannot hear, right, until they felt heard. So, you know, sitting down with your teachers during this time, checking in on them during you know, PLCs and after school. I mean, I, I think two of the most important times for principals to do walkthroughs are before school and after school, right? Because yes, you're, you know, checking on student and engagement during the day, but you got to check in on the adults in your building. How, how are they showing up? How are they handling the daily stresses and the pressures? You know, our job as principals, it's a privilege. <laughs> 
It's a privilege to be a principal. It's a privilege to have the daily pressures, right? So when I see all the, you know, complaints about all the decisions and all the pressures and all the complaints, I say, oh, well, this is what we asked for. <laughs> Being a leader, right? It's the law of sacrifice. The, the more you go up, the more you're going to have to give up everybody, right? So you got you to gotta accept that, right? So you have to be really, really clear. So they, so they, they can't hear your vision, right? Unless you've taken the time to hear them, right? And see what their concerns and challenges are. Uh, you know, they can't hear your, you know, perspective. They can't hear your expectations, right? Until you take the time to look at things through their lens, right? You know, the problem sometimes in leadership <laughs> and with most people is that we look at people through our lens, not through their lens. And we have to, we have to remember what it felt like to be that, you know, teacher that felt like they were underperforming. And maybe you never felt that way, and that's okay. And you could say that. You could say, you know, I'm really sorry. I'm having a hard time understanding because I really didn't try. I just didn't have those things, right? I taught, you know, differently, or I came in a different program, or, you know, I mean, whatever it may be, you got to demonstrate empathy, right? But you can't demonstrate empathy until you start to listen. And, and you can't lead them until you listen, <laughs> right? And love them for who they are, right? Love, love the being, right? Don't love the behavior, love the being, right? Separate the being from the behavior and say, hey, I want you to be successful, okay? Uh, so, so those are just a couple pieces. So, you know, you know, you know, and I don't want you to think about encouraging people as a motivational, you know, technique. It's really a way to demonstrate empathy. I've been there. I remember the struggles. I remember how hard it was to balance, you know, being a new professional, right? Or, you know, I, you know, or I don't know what it's like. I didn't have to flip my classroom upside down. I was a special ed teacher. Most, you know, most students I had in my class was, you know, I had eight at one time when I was a self-contained teacher. Sometimes it felt like 30, but I never knew what it was like to lead a class of, you know, 25 until I became a principal when I had to substitute. <laughs> that was probably the first time, right? And now I have to manage 100 adults, you know, at times when I do pro professional development training, which is even harder. Everybody, by the way, you know, sometimes adults were, were not the best models. So it's important, right? So don't think of, you know, encouragement as a motivational strategy. You know, it's, it's a way of leadership, <laughs> right? It's a, it's a way to demonstrate empathy, you know, for them. Um, so, so just really, really, you know, kind of going back, I mean, our world's in a challenging place. You know, we've had so many vicious attacks school shootings, violence on, you know, streets, um, just, you know, I live in Raleigh, North Carolina, and pretty much every day there's a, there's a shooting in the area. I mean, we're no, you know, Detroit or other areas of the country like that, but it's, it's certainly disappointing. You know, vicious attacks brought out by, you know, individuals. And, and so it made me think about what, what level of encouragement have those people had in their lives? Who was speaking encouragement into them, right? When they take out, when they carry out these vicious attacks on people. And I think that's where we need to be different as leaders, right? If you're, if you're an empowered executive, right? Which I hope that's what you are. That's why you're listening to this, right? You're, you're part of our school leadership community. Like you're taking the time 
to invest in yourself. You saw this, you know, title of the, either this, you know, podcast or this YouTube video or wherever you're watching or listening, and you say, yeah, you know, this is an interesting topic for me, or I, or you know, or I'm looking to grow, or I'm looking to be more. Well, this is our job, right? When the George Floyd incident happened, you know, a few years ago, I. I didn't understand my role in that. I, you know, I didn't understand that. You know, being a, a white male with, um, with you know, with a platform, like I, it was part of my responsibility to make sure that hey, how can we help you know people better understand the challenges and and who can we bring onto our platform and who can help us talk and understand social and emotional health and all the things that were happening. I mean, I live in a you know majority African American neighborhood. I didn't take the time to ask my neighbors how they were doing. I didn't know I was supposed to. And I'm sorry if you, you know, are disappointed in me. It's okay because I was disappointed in me, <laughs> right? It's all learning. It's you're, we're constantly learning and putting ourselves in an environment for growth. That's the only way that we are going to make a significant difference. It's the only way that you're going to become a high-performing leader. It's the only way that you're going to accelerate your school to where it needs to be. Is through the demonstration of empathy and encouraging the people <laughs> that you have said yes to. Because they're the ones that are carrying out the plan. They're the ones that are executing it on a day-to-day -day basis. They don't have the privilege of hiding in the office sometimes, right? They don't have the privilege of just maybe leaving campus for a couple minutes to debrief. They're in it. It's our job to get into that room and let them go take that break if we have to, okay? So, and I'm not saying that you've got, you know, people on your campus with that level of, of hurt inside them, right? You know, someone who would carry out a, a violent and vicious attack, but you've got, we all have, you know, people around us that are hurting that we're not aware of. Right? We're not aware. We don't know what's happening, you know, behind the closed doors. You know, sometimes, you know, there's many times I walk around, you know, the school at the end of the day, almost every day, and and I check how's everybody doing. And if I got teachers there late, you know, I used to be very say, hey, come on, let's go. Time to go. You gotta get home, you gotta get home to your family. And then I realized maybe there's a reason that they're not going home. That's why I started changing my questions. Hey, how are you doing? I appreciate you being here late for our kids. Is there anything I can help with? Is there anything I could help alleviate some of this, you know, the stress that you might be feeling? See, we don't know what's happening at home. We don't know what's happening in anybody's home life unless we take the time to ask and care, okay? We don't know what's you know behind you know behind the closed eyes. I mean this this thing up here it's a powerful tool. For those that don't see me, I I pointed to my mind, <laughs> my brain and my mind. It's powerful. It's it's the most powerful voice we'll hear every day. So you got to be really careful what you're saying to yourself, which is even more important, leaders, of what you're saying to your people. What's the, what's the message that you're carrying to them when you're coming to them about accountability? I mean, you're the one who hired them, most likely. You're the one who put them in the position. You're also the one that is responsible for fully equipping them. 
and encouraging them and putting them in an environment to be successful. Not say, I hired you in this spot and I expect you to do it without any help. I mean, come on. Let's let our people stand on our shoulders. Let's let them get up there, right? Let's let them shine. I don't need to shine. It's the last thing I want to do. My people shine. They're the ones that do the work. I'm not doing anything. <laughs> I'm trying to work myself out of a job. I'm trying to every single day empower the people around me so they can be more and do more and achieve more and impact more because that's why they came into education, everybody. That's why you came into education. So don't forget that. Don't forget that, all right? Encouragement brings you know people hope, right? And this is why I love all the communities that we have. You know, we've we've you know created multiple networks for our uh, you know charter school leaders, and everybody's welcome to come. Doesn't matter if you're charter school, private school, homeschool. I don't care. Business leaders. We've got we've got charter school vendor inner circle. We've got our empowered executive inner circle for our you know directors and principals. We have our teacher leader consortium. Which is, you know our teacher leader academy. We have our our school leadership made real simple community. Right. We've we've got our Facebook community. We've got um, you know, we've got our empowerment mentoring community. We have we have our exceptional children's uh, director collaborative. Like we have all these communities for one reason: <laughs> to encourage each other, to bring hope. That's going to create a greater impact for the communities they serve. I mean, how exciting is it? You know, the fact that every single day our our community is impacting you know up to seven thousand people on a daily basis, and if. If they all impact two people, now it's 14,000 people, right? And if they go impact, now it's up to, you know, 35,000 people. I mean, that's what we want to do in education, right? That's why, that's why we came into it. So we got all these, uh, you know, networks. If you're not part of one of our networks, I mean, wherever you listen to us, join one. I'll, I'll drop the link here and find out more, right? Or, you know, you know, give me a phone call. I'm happy to talk to you about, hey, I'm looking for community. I'm looking for encouragement. I'm, I'm looking for someone who could speak into me. Or I'm looking for someone who could speak into my team. That's what we do. That's our job, right? And it's my job to help you be confident to do that and be okay to do that. Not all our leaders are okay to do that. They have a hard time with it. They have a hard time building relationships. There's reasons behind that. Come on into our school leadership made real simple community. <laughs> and that's what the first lesson is. I'll teach you all about it. That huge mistake I made not knowing and understanding that the secret to effective leadership is relationships. It's the first lesson. So, anyway. If you're not in a network of leaders, if you're not in a like-minded group of you know, leaders that are there to build hope, I invite you into one of ours, right? If not, create your own. It's perfectly okay. I'll help you do it. So let's go back to encouragement. When you encourage people, right, two people benefit, you and them, <laughs> right? You feel good about helping them, and it feels good to tell, you know, uh, people about what you see in them and what, and what their strengths are and why you hired them, right? And it feels good to equip them. It, it feels good to empower them. It feels good to help them grow to that next step in their life. And then they take that information and they and they go, right? Now you're responsible to people, right? 
you're not the responsible for them. It's still up to them to be able to take the information and take those action steps to improve. So don't, so don't get me wrong. Some folks, they're not coachable. Some folks are very stuck with where they are. They have a fixed mindset and they're not in there. So that's again going back part of your hiring process. You know, come into you know in our in our um, our principal leadership academy, our blueprint for success. Right, that's one of the steps in our hiring process is getting really really clear about what kind of person you want to hire. <laughs> and I like you know I like hiring, um, you know, folks that are focused on emotional growth. Right, you know, ones that are from a growth mindset, ones who are okay with failure ones who that understand that you know failure is part of learning like that's who I want around me because that's all I do all day long I fail like crazy right I have failing parties some of them have tears some of them have have joy <laughs> but right so so encourage people multiple people are going to benefit you're going to benefit they're going to benefit and it and it, it it creates a new attitude right an attitude that is contagious, an attitude that is going to to spark joy <laughs> everywhere they go, right? So again, if you're like, Tom, how the heck does encouragement and bringing hope have anything to do with accountability, right? Well, so first, before you can hold somebody accountable, you have to ensure that you've communicated clear expectations, right? Are they really sure about what they're supposed to be doing? Are they really clear about how they're supposed to be carrying themselves and carrying out, you know, the program? So, you know, clarifying expectations is modeling it, demonstrating it, right? Giving feedback on it, making sure it comes, you know, verbally, face-to-face, big group. It comes back in a in a letter, right, or, you know, whatever else. I mean, everybody else is doing it. See, you know, people don't do what people say. People do what uh, people see. So if they see you doing something different, guess what? You've already lowered the expectations. So you can't do that. You've got to set the expectations. You've got to clarify the expectations. You have to model the expectations. You have to re-clarify the expectations. You have to remodel it. You have to think about it. Maybe you need to make an adjustment. Okay, it's really important. Now, I'm going to say something that not everybody might be fully prepared to hear. Um, I wasn't fully prepared to hear when I you know, first was um, you know, told it. But if, if the people on your team, right, if they truly understood the expectations, I fully believe they would be doing it that way. <laughs> I fully believe it, right? If they were super clear on the expectations... And they were fully equipped to execute at that level that you're asking them to do on the expectations. They would do it. Nobody likes to look incompetent. And nobody likes to get called into the principal's office, right? No one wants to hear from their supervisor how they're not meeting expectations. In their mind, they're meeting it. So if people aren't meeting expectations, you know, we've got that you know, process that we teach I don't have time to go, you know, deep into it now, but it's part of our master communication program. It's the V-R-U-O-L. It's the vision. This is what I expected to see. The reality. This is what I do see or hear or observe. That's R. Uh, you, help me understand. How come you're doing it this way? How come you did it that, you know? The O is opportunity. Okay, here's how, here's how you can improve. 
right? Here's, here's what you can do next time. Here's what I want you to do next time. And L is leadership. You're going to ask them, how could I have communicated better? Right? And you're going to slowly close that gap. It's going to take a little while. Some folks, again, they're not, not everybody's coachable, right? And not everybody's in that, you know, mindset where they're going to shift. And so it's important, right, that when you're hiring people and you're bringing them in and orienting, like, all those expectations have to be really clear from the beginning. Really clear from the beginning. Now, again, just the fact that you're listening to this lesson, right, makes me, I know that you're in a growth mindset, right? You have, you have higher expectations for yourself and you want to be more and, you know, do more, right? So I'm not, I'm not worried about you but I want you to be more aware, okay? Um, and it's about awareness, right? Awareness is what creates change. Awareness is what creates you know, growth. Awareness is what we need, okay? And so your people need awareness too. Awareness that they're not meeting the expectations and then you need awareness to understand why they're not meeting those expectations, okay? Communication, modeling, not understanding, whatever it may be, okay? Awareness is the start of transformation. And you're listening to this because you're a, you're a growth mindset leader, right? You're a growth mindset leader. So let's just kind of wrap this up here. So again, thinking about encouragement, right? Encouraging, encouragement as our strategy for accountability. Okay, I just want you, the next 30 days, just try it out. <laughs> try it out, okay? Because, you know, Encouragement is going to help change attitude. And so attitude is an inward feeling that's expressed by behavior. Uh, this is why that attitude can be seen without any spoken words, right? And it's, it's the primary force in which, you know, in which, we, um, uh, in which we either succeed or fail <laughs> is someone's attitude towards something. So that teacher that I was talking about, her attitude was, I can't do this. This isn't the place for me to work, right? I'm not equipped to do this. I'm not okay to do this. I'm not the right person for this. Whatever it may be, I had to bring it back and I had to help change her attitude through encouragement. I didn't address, number one, I did not come to an agreement with her ability not to do the job. Never do that, leaders. Do not come into a, an agreement with someone's self-limitations. You got to help them come to their truth, right? Because the truth is that they can do it because they have done it. And you got to help them through encouraging. So part of the encouragement is maybe bringing back, hey, I've seen you do this before. Remember X, Y, Z, where you had that situation. I mean, whatever it may be, right? You got to bring that back to them so they could remember, so the mind can remember. It can bring it from the subconscious. Oh, that's right. I can be successful. And this is with anything in life, everybody. Every time I gain weight, I go, you know how to lose that weight back. You lost 40 pounds years ago. You did it. You got to do it again. You got to follow through, right? You got to identify what's getting in the way of that constant you know, success, right? So your attitude, it's an inward feeling that expresses outward. Okay, that's what you're seeing. So you got to tell them, hey, happen to notice that you're, you know, not really carrying yourself like you typically do. What's going on? Are you okay? Is something wrong? Is there anything I can help with? Right? Not that, 
not that speed, right? You gotta, you gotta slow down. <laughs> Be a little bit more empathetic, right? So the encouragement is gonna give people hope, right? It's gonna breathe life into them and hopes, hope can be the greatest asset for your team, for your organization, right? And it's often the difference between success and failure. So as you're painting the picture of a better future and you're bringing hope to people, right? Where there is no vision, people perish, right? You know, people, where there's no, you know, no uh, power in the future, right? Or no, where there's no, um, oh shoot, I lost it. It'll come back to me. <laughs> there's no power in the present, right? Without any faith in the future. There you go. Without faith in the future, there's no power in the present. So you're going to encourage them. You're going to speak life into them. You're going to speak hope into them, which is going to work on the inside, right? And start to show on the outside. Because when hope changes an attitude, right? Attitude determines your altitude. <laughs> so hope, encouragement brings hope. Hope changes attitude. Attitude changes actions outward. And that's where it starts. That's where it starts. All from approaching somebody that you need to have a joyful accountability conversation with, with a strategy of encouragement rather than a strategy of incompetence. Okay? So switch your words. Encouragement. Choose encouragement over incompetence. Okay? So this week, this day, I'm sorry, this day, this week, this month, whenever you listen to this, right, start thinking about accountability, removing the incompetence piece, moving towards the encouragement piece, seeking to understand and ask them, ask yourself, how can I encourage this person to be more successful? How can I breathe hope into them so they have a greater belief in themselves so they can get better results for us tomorrow? All right. I hope this is helpful for you. Um, I will add a link to our uh, uh, you know, programs here, right? If you're not in any of our networks or any of our, our uh, communities, I would highly encourage you to you know, check it out, right? And if you don't wanna be in ours, that's fine. Go find one, right? Find one, surround yourself with like-minded, uh, positive people who want nothing more than your success, right? They want to see you succeed. Uh, so then you can impact those that you lead and those that you lead can impact um, the tens and hundreds and thousands of little human beings that are gonna grow up to really important leaders you know, down the road. I'm Dr. Tom Miller, and I hope this lesson brings your awareness. Bye-bye, everybody. Hey, thanks for listening to our podcast, everybody. I just wanna take another 30 seconds of your time. You may not know, but I just wrote a book, and I wanna give it to you because you're one of our loyal listeners. Uh, this book is the 10 Indicators of High-Performing Charter Schools. And this book is based upon my almost 20 years now of charter school leadership experience and school leadership experience and research. And it's got great best practices and resources that I've learned from the best school leaders across the globe. And I want to put it in your hands. So here's all you need to do. Go to our website at lbleaders.com, lbleaders.com. And at the very top, you're going to see a green bar. Go ahead and click on that bar, and you can just put your email address in there, and the book will be in your hands in a matter of seconds. Now, once you get the book, 
there's an assessment. We have created this assessment for you, for you to take a look at your school. Because remember, the leader's first job is to identify the current reality. So this is going to be a great assessment for you to take based upon the 10 indicators. And then you'll immediately get a response. You'll get your score and you'll get um, an opportunity for you to, to put your score on a great visual so you can sit with your team and talk about, hey, where, where do we need to improve, okay? So all those things are free to you because of you being a member of our uh, principal office podcast. So go to the website lbleaders.com, click on the link to get your copy of our latest book. Thanks everybody. Have a great day.